Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. Unfortunately, Rick could not join us today, so I am flying solo again. This week's choice was mine, and it was Darling in the Fronks. Darling in the Fronks personally i feel it was a really good anime it had a opening it had a closing and it most certainly towards the end kind of got a little out out of control out of hand but at least it gave me that closure i always oh so much crave arguably darling in the Bronx falls six main characters uh but i'm gonna focus in really on two hero and zero two and i feel that these two are truly the main characters for the series because it revolves around their growth together as well as the trials they go through it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world and these children have to pilot robots to be able to defeat these uh, beings or or these monsters called Klaxosaurs. Now, the robots that are being controlled are of a female nature, so the the women are are straddling this machine, and they're they're younger, and the men are, are behind them basically with the controls being controlling them throughout the whole thing or or helping them control everything throughout the whole thing and it really really pushes on a symbiotic relationship that at this point in the post-apocalyptic future there's this this overarching order called eight and they're trying to make it so that everyone basically gives up their physical bodies and becomes a part of their collective is what you find out towards the end because there are an alien species that have been pushing everyone towards this one ultimate goal now the ultimate goal for them is intergalactic domination they want to rule everything or at least that's what we're led to believe they never go into their uh motives behind it all um, you do learn that the Kluxars are actually an ancient race, uh, long since being on there, and that's what these mechs are actually based on. Now, the the ape have long been a part of humanity and, and wooing them from aging and helping them advance technologies and making it so that way they want to basically live forever and and they don't need to eat either although they can it's not something they really need to do and it's as a result of magma energy and magma as in magma 
uh, lava is used as an energy source. It's also used to make people immortal. And that's what started the downfall. Because the they were drawing out the magma for the energy and to turn people into immortal, and immortal in the sense that they don't age or they stop aging they'll never die but you can most certainly kill them you you take a gun you uh, you shoot them in the head they're they're dead so it's not immortal in the sense of true immortality but immortal in the sense that they never have to die from old age and they are the ones that are at fault for the post-apocalyptic world because of the magnema and them wanting to do this and and draw on immortality. It was only available to basically the elitists or people who had the money who could afford the transfusion of cells to make it. And as a result of them becoming immortal, they no longer needed any way to reproduce because they were a uh, because they were never going to die. Now there are some supporting characters in uh, in with it all, or in with them. Uh, so the other main characters are uh, Ichigo, uh, Goro, Kokoro, Miku, Mitsuru, Zorome, Ikuno, Futoshi. Those are all the other characters that are listed as a main character. And then you have a couple of supporting. Uh, Usually the children are actually referred to as a number because that is actually how they are portrayed. And the only reason why these particular individuals have a name is because they named themselves. More specifically, Hero named a couple, and every and he encouraged everyone to think of names for each other. You have another couple supporting characters that really play a crucial role throughout the whole thing, and they are Hachi and Nana. And then the creator of these mechs and uh, ex- helping Ape and everyone move towards the apex of life so to speak was dr franks and the the mechs are actually all called franks now when zero and hero actually meet hero meets zero while she's swimming around and she comments that he tastes good and she is not actually human later on you actually find out that she's more of a clone of the cluxor's race than anything else but it is it is truly truly a unique thing now she has horns and he's just infatuated with her never i mean like i'm pretty sure he's infatuated with her by the fact that she's swimming naked and then jumps out of the the lake with a a fish in her mouth but you know, Hero is just absolutely infatuated with her, and he can't help but feel instantly drawn to her. Now, everyone else has their reservations about her because of her background, you could say. Now, her background is actually um, 
that fact that she can pilot one of these fronks by herself. She actually doesn't need anyone. Uh, when she does have a partner, that's when they can actually unlock the full potential. But she doesn't. And, and it's also commented and shown that she's killed hundreds of co-pilots because they basically weren't worthy and they die from her basically drawing and sucking out their life force because when they're actually in there piloting together and this goes for any of the other robots it's because they are making a connection mentally and and uh spiritually i guess you could say and that's why they're able to control it and it has to be that way because the robots have to be controlled by two people that are in unison that that get each other that echo each other and that's one of the unique perspectives about this anime it's the fact that they have children who who aren't allowed to be immortal. They're going to have to go through some... Uh, they have to maintain their uh, reproductive organs. Because it's required and needed for them to be able to uh, pilot the frogs, the mechs. Now, the group that Hero is a part of, with all the other characters that I had mentioned... Uh, they're considered a special group, a test group, uh, more specifically for Dr. Franks. And so they're given a little bit of a special treatment in that regard so that they're, they're given wider range of emotions. They're not emotionally dead like all, like a majority of the other ones. Uh, and that's because they are allowed to be that way. You learn that these kids go through indoctrination and, and they basically, once they're given an order, they are immediately compelled through the indoctrination to follow through this order. And it's really shown when the overarching or the the uh, head figure for where all these people are, the ape, who's called Papa with all the other uh, immortal adults being called adults is that once Papa gives this order says you need to basically commit suicide, go kamikaze and blow up this thing to try and stop it. They're going to go do that and they're not going to stop. They're, they're going to be a hundred percent compelled to do it. What's interesting is based on the magma or the, the energy that is being used by the mechs is that interestingly enough, if you exert a lot of force or, or over time, your hair goes white. So you age as a result of this from what I gather, because you see one of the characters code 90, if uh, I am remember correctly, and he makes a comment about them. And then later on in, in the series, you see him again, but he has white hair and he's aged and not much time has actually passed by. You learn that the predecessors for all of them actually end up dying. The whole group, the whole squad just 
basically dies um, because of this. And Zoromé, he he is infatuated with becoming an adult. Now you learn that they will never be adults. He they are never going to reach that apex, and it and it affects Zoromé that way. You know, and and he still holds out hope that he will be able to become an adult. But you can start to realize that everything that they've been taught, everything that they know and and have learned, it's not quite right. And it really comes to bear its head when Kokoro finds a book in an abandoned village where they're where they thought that, oh, you know, it, it must have been hard for them to live out here. It's, it's funny that they had to do this and not have the wonderful comforts and joys of being in this world or, or in these, these giant arc domes that are called uh, gardens, which are basically mobile fortresses for the immortal elites of the world and for these kids. Now, the children, I believe, are all clones. And in this future, it is the cloning is, I'm assuming, to be perfected because there's no way they can, if with reproduction being killed or stopped, there's no way that they can have that level of children being produced to maintain basically a static quo without having some kind of method to be able to facilitate that. And so that's what I believe what they all are originally is that they are all actually clones of the elitists of those who, who actually are already alive and living in the dome. And I, I, I would even go as far as to say that the dome they are in, that is the dome where they are cloned from the people in that dome. That's who are they are They are cloned from. That's my own personal conjecture on that though. Whether or not that's true is another story entirely. But it would be pretty interesting if they were cloned from the people that were in the dome that they were supposed to be protecting. Now, the earth, the soil hasn't, they can't cultivate anything. And I, I, I glossed over this a, a little bit because of the magma energy. Now, in the domes where the children are staying, the soil was before the soil lost its ability to be fertile. And around, I want to say, episode 20... Um, you you learn about the progression of the magma. You learn about the progression of civilization as a whole, and at what point everything comes comes to head, and how they got to the state they are in. Um, you also learn uh, about twenty to twenty uh, about eh, 17, 18 episodes. You learn that Hero and Zero actually know each other from childhood he had saw her right after she was cloned and she was a roughly his age and she was infatuated with him because he's the person that taught him or that he's the person that taught her i her name and then darling and so she calls him darling constantly throughout 
but she never really truly is in love with him or, or cares about him because she only cares about the, the kid. And she doesn't realize hero was that kid because of memory alteration. And she did everything she could to try and remember him. And so she always did everything she could to remember him. Even when they tried erasing her memory time and time again, and they erased his memory of her time and time or not time and time, but they, he did get his memory erased. And then when they're melding and they're, and they're becoming one with each other and when she's losing her mind, she realizes after she attacks him, that he is the person she has longed for, that she has been looking for. But there's also a side effect of them being operating the Franks together too. And that's he is becoming like her, Cloxosaur. And he because he is unique in the in the sense, and he ha- didn't die after riding with her for three times. That's why he started becoming one of them is because he continued to ride with her. And instead of dying, he, he became more and more like her. And it really comes to head at the end when he and when hero and zero are going off into unknown space to, to fight the enemy at its core, who is actually ape. Who was, you know, you find out at the end is Verm. And you find out the progression of society after everything's already been done. When when all the battling and, and the fighting is moving on off world. And it it's truly a a a moment where you see basically they have to come up from the ground and and, and rebuild everything. And you learn about them, you know, taking the soil and slowly incorporating it over time to help revitalize the earth. And it takes years. It takes takes years and years for it to do for it to to become habitable again. Now, one of the things, and I, I've said a lot of great things about it, a lot of positive positive things, and. And at the end, Hero and Zero are, are as they're reaching the end, it, it gets a little bit of ho- hokey for me. I, I find it a little bit of hokey that her body is in stone on Earth and her soul and mind separated from the body, which became part of the robot that Hero is now controlling. And it's as of a result of fighting up in space and them going to the to the apes or 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 verm verm's home world and they're able to destroy most of it but not all of them not the main guy which leaves it kind of open saying hey you know we'll as long as there's life in this universe and they say this as long as there's life in this universe we will continue to come back we will always be here you will never be able to get rid of us rid of us but it also kills hero and zero and where her body was standing grows a sakura tree and years and decades go by and it becomes this really magnificent, huge sakura tree. And when they die, 
when Hero and Sora died, they said um, that all as long as their souls are intact and they were after they died and they you saw them spinning off away into space heading towards earth back home and you saw their spirits heading back towards the earth um that they will always be reunited with each other because they love each other and you see at the very end a child that looks like hero a child that looks like zero meeting under the sakura tree that's uh that's i i think that was a good ending I didn't really care for the space battle too much. It wasn't really my forte, but what I did care about, what I did like, was the ending. It gave it a nice ending. And they showed the people going through their struggles and and not giving up and doing what they could to survive and move on. And all those children that were pilots and and basically told they're going to die because they never had to pilot the francs again aged like normal people and they repopulated the earth and they were repopulating the earth and for all the for for all that it is i i feel that it was a pretty darn good show now the one negative thing one of the negative things that i have to say about this is that the earth is basically one giant desert because of the magma not being there. How are they able to breathe in that atmosphere that has had no plants or anything to speak of for, for decades? How is this able to happen? Now I understand on the, the little arcs, they're able to figure it out, but they're not always in the arcs. They are out battling. And how how are you able to, to have, have this? Now, they do show a small section that does have some plants in an abandoned city. But how? How? I mean, it's just it's nowhere near enough. For, for the amount of oxygen that would need to be able to sustain life on a planet, let's let alone a, the island of, you know, Japan, you know, the whole J- Japan. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. And the space battle, I thought was a little hokey. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a little hokey. It could have been done better. It could have been done better. It could have been a little bit less cliched. And if I had to say anything, if I had to give any recommend, if I had to say compare it to anything at all, I would say I would compare it to Gurren Logan. Gurren Logan, the ending with the space battle and them going off into space and to fight the final boss or, or what have you, I would, I would compare it to that. Cause it, it, and to me felt a little outlandish at that point to which they got to. So how about I, uh, wrap things up now with a nice score on a scale of zero to five. I would rate this at rate of 4.4.2. I give it a 4.2. I can't go perfect cause it did have a lot. Some of the characters kind of forgettable. 
some of the some of the ideals behind it a little hard to grasp at like how they were able to pull up the magma and and the the point at which they had to be able to do that it's it's a little far-fetched some of it's a little too far-fetched and then the ending just kind of with the with the space battle just kind of lost me um i give it a you know the animation it's clean it's nice it's very vibrant um it has some, uh, you know, a little bit of adult themes going on there. So it is, uh, you know, not something that I would recommend to the kids to watch unless you want to talk about the birds and the bees uh, in the sense that they do talk about that. And then it touches a little bit on uh, on what life is like in general for them and, and in terms of uh, puberty as well. So they kind of go through that. They never do state the ages of any of the children that is not something they ever talk about at all so their ages how how old they really are is never really discussed because one of the main characters uh, Mitsuru and Kokoro towards the end they decide because they she had found a book that she wants a baby and so they end up being intimate they don't show anything they end up being intimate and through that one intimate night she gets pregnant and and they talk about how giving birth is wrong and illegal and it shouldn't be done and and when something like this has happened before they talk about well you usually have two choices you either abort now or you abort later it is basically what the choices were so so my my score is 4.2 because rick's not here he's not able to give me his uh choice for next week we're gonna go with ramen fighter mickey hopefully he will be able to join us next week it'll be uh it'll be interesting to watch this one it is a uh 12 episode anime it came out summer 2006 and the genres are action comedy parody shonen I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I certainly enjoyed doing it. I know it's a little interesting uh, having me do it solo. So uh, please provide some feedback and let me know how I can improve for the days that I ride solo. Or if you have any recommendations about what we should watch next. If you've seen what we watch next. Or if you want to share your thoughts on any of the past episodes. Feel free to reach out to us at featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on the Twitterverse at Those Anime Guys. Until next time, I'm Jack. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.